Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and my guest today is Marcus Sheridan. In this episode, I continue my conversation with Marcus about his transformational marketing approach. He dives deep into the psychology of it and explains how you too can take advantage of it and grow your brand. So here's the thing. First of all, were you in debate? I feel like you were in debate in high school or something like that. You seem like the guy that's like, you don't, you probably have never yelled or anything, have you? You seem like the guy that's just like, let me just, let me just think this out a little bit. And then I think the thing is, this is what I want to answer for the audience is I think naturally you get it, right? I think it's really, as you touched on earlier, like you just have this knack for looking at something and going, mm, I don't know about that. Eh, that doesn't feel <laughs> right. I mean, right. Let's be right. That's it. Right. You look, no, you're intuitive. Yeah. That's not, no, nah, that we're not, no, nah, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me. I mean, here you are with you know, bass shop, right? You're, you're here with pro bass shop and they're, and you're like, eh, let's debate that a little bit, you know, but I think they enjoy that, right? That the idea of this is like, they hire you for a reason. They hire you as a consultant. Look, come in here. It's not to be the rah, rah, yes person, right? Cause there's, everybody can hire those. It's a guy. Right. Ah, that doesn't make sense. What do you mean? It doesn't make sense. Ah, I'm just telling you, let me tell you why it doesn't like I could probably, I guess the thing for me, I could look at something and not realize why I don't like it, I don't go the next step and analyze it, right? I don't go in and say, okay, like what YouTube snippet as an example, like why, why do I not want to click on that? Like what is the rationale behind that? I'm trying to think how we get just like 15% of Marcus in our life, right? Where we look at some okay, what's the true <laughs> value, right? We're not going to hit a hundred because you know, you, you are who you are, but like, how do I look at something other than stopping and thinking, right? And being in the moment and looking at it and going, okay, what's the problem here? Why am I not clicking on this? And I, I think the issue is, is that, you know, we, as people, we get marketed to what is that? How many, like thousands of times a day or whatever the number is. Right. Mm-hmm. And at like what point I'm trying to think if I was a brand or an agency, like, Hey, we want to want to talk with my marketing team. And I want to like, how do you reevaluate that? I mean, I think consultants are obviously great and that kind of stuff where you bring people in is kind of, cause you're in the middle of it, right? You're in the middle of this thing that you think is great. And all of a sudden you're, but you don't have any sales. You're not sure what's going on. And obviously with people that come in and can help with that, I'm just trying to think if I'm a brand, like, is there a, like when you're looking at your messaging, is there, is there a methodology? Is there something like, okay, let me read this, think about it. I mean, of course it's not gonna be good for everybody, but I'm just trying to think of like, once again, how can we get into that 15, maybe even a solid 20% of Marcus of where we look at things and evaluate it and say, all right, I need to really figure this out and why we, what we think the issues are. Because when you explain it, it sounds simple as all get up. Like, I feel like I could just wake up tomorrow and reevaluate everything and just go get it done. Except I'd probably have to, you know, send you a few emails and my team's probably cursing out right now because they know this is only going to get down to a deeper project. But you get my point. Like, I'm just trying to figure out like, is there a, and I hate to say simplistic because I don't think anything about this is simplistic because the idea is you want to make it more simplistic, which is complicated because it's, I, I just think, but for you, it's easy. Like for you, you're like, no, not really. I think it's gonna, it's not too bad. It's just, you just are, you have a different lens right? You see things as you see things. And for me, I'm trying to think of like, like how I can better evaluate once again, my own business or a brand can evaluate their brand better. And I guess it's starting with the book, but I, you know, I don't know. You just, you have a very easy way of making it seem simplistic, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that. And these are good questions because people don't normally ask me these questions. And I'm not just telling you that, Shane, I'm serious. So you've got a great observer's gift as well, I would argue. And I would say that probably the biggest element to this is I literally see the world in the form of a question. Hmm. So let me give you a couple examples of this. Just looking on a level that we all understand, which is a child parent. Most parents today, if a child comes up to them and asks them a question, most parents today give an answer. Question is why? Like why do most parents give an answer? There's two reasons two reasons. The easy answer or the easy 
reason that a lot of people would initially say is trying to be efficient quick, right? That's true. It's actually not the fundamental reason why most parents today do it. Most parents today do it because inherently they want their child to believe that they're smart. Absolutely. Now, my kids, they're screwed up in a really good way, okay? Because I have four children. Oldest is 18. Youngest is nine. Three girls, one boy. They know that if they come to me with a question, we're going to go on a journey together. (laughs) Now, it's not a situation where they come to me and they say, hey, dad, what is such and such? And I say, what do you think it is? Because that's not what I'm talking about here. But usually the answer is within each one of us. And my only job as a parent is to facilitate that moment of self-discovery, right? Let me give you a crazy example. A child came to me one time and said, daughter, she says, why is the sun rise in the morning, dad? Okay, so this is a classic case of we can explain it or we can ask exactly the right questions so that the child has an incredible moment of self-discovery, right? So instead of just saying, well, this is how it works, I literally with her went on this journey of, I would just pose a question and she would come back and she would say, okay. And so, and then I would pose another question and you could tell she would have another moment and she would start to get it. And then suddenly she comes to me, Shane, like, like as we're talking, she's like, I got it. I got it, dad. I'm like, okay, what is it? She's like, the sun's actually not rising. I'm like, Okay. The earth is moving, which makes the sun look like it's rising. Now, here's what's cool about that moment. She will own that as hers forever. She wasn't told by anyone that the sun actually doesn't rise. She, in her mind, discovered it, right? Is it possible to do this when you meet with a prospect? Is it possible to do this when you meet with a client? Is it possible to do this with a team member? 100% yes. The sad reality is... The one skill that as a whole we have lost the most as a society that is not taught in university today, it's not taught in elementary, middle, high school, it's not taught in the workplace, is the skill and the art of effective communication. The closest thing that you see is occasionally sales teams taught on cheesy closing techniques. If you go to most salespeople and you say, are you good at asking questions? They'll say yes. If you do an exercise or an activity where they're forced to just ask questions to help a prospect, you'll see that 90 plus percent fail. It's not what they have. And so when I look at something, I'm asking myself a series of questions, not just out of curiosity. I'm really trying to understand. I'm really trying to say, why is that right now the way that it is? When I am with an audience, I'm going to walk them through a journey by asking them questions and they're generally going to discover what I'm going to Like, it's not my goal to tell them. It is my goal to help them discover that thing that I want to tell them without me actually telling it to them. Now, it's hard to do this necessarily, let's say, in a podcast format, right? Because it's a a different medium and we can't do it the same way. But if this was, I could see the audience, it would have been a conversation the whole time with me and the audience so that they keep having those moments of self-discovery versus, oh yeah, I heard it from Marcus, it must be true. Because that's that's not the end goal. Because again, I'm not trying to sound smart. I don't want the audience to ever worship me. I don't want the client to ever worship me. I want the audience or the client or the child in my case to say, who's the hero here? The one that figured it out for themselves, right? And it also goes back to that intrinsic element of when we feel like we have discovered it, we own it and it's going to be ours and we just might do it for long terms, right? It might become a part of who we are. Mm -hmm. If we feel like it was forced on us, 
then it's not nearly as effective. So in other words, here's a quick litmus test again that you can do on this. If your kids or if your coworkers or if your clients or your prospects are consistently saying to you, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's what we need to do. That means you have failed to induce a moment of discovery with them. But if you consistently hear from those that you engage with every day, if you consistently hear them say, wait a second, I know what we need to do. Now, that means you are a world-class communicator. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. I, the communication thing is just, it's so, I mean, because you think about it, I mean, we, that's what we do all the time is communicate, right? And, and not understanding how to do that effectively is pretty crazy if you think about it, because it is true with universities and stuff like that. I mean, it's not a big thing that's touched on, right? I mean, maybe a little bit in psychology. Shane, it's a major problem. Yeah. In my agency, I have 100% college grads, and the biggest problem that I have is helping them communicate in a way that they're on par always with the client or the prospect. Mm. It is easily our biggest problem as a company. And when there's a feeling of not being on par with each other, that's when you as the company, you end up saying yes way more than you should. You don't push back when you should. And all because you are fearful of losing the prospect or, or losing the relationship versus knowing that, If we're on equal plane here, if I say something with love and respect that is contrary to what they believe, and if I do it in the right context, they're going to really appreciate it. And so this is the skill set that is the great lost art. And I don't, for the life of me, understand why we don't spend way more time talking about it. And it's marketers have the same issue because we're all we're doing is communicating, right? We're just doing it in different formats. We're doing it on video. We're doing it in an article. It's like, but the principles are just tied together. Mm -hmm. It's like, what causes you to read the first two paragraphs of something and say, I'm into this. I like this company. I like how this feels. What causes you to watch a video? And within the first 30 seconds say, I really like this person, something about them. What causes you to do the same thing when you were listening to this podcast today that made you say, I either like this person or I don't. These are all elements of simply the way that you're communicating in the moment, right? And again, you don't read about it. You don't hear about it. It's not taught nearly enough. And this, I really believe it's a great tragedy. I do too. I can answer the thing about the podcast. It's my methodical voice. My voice is just very, that's the reason why people listen to my podcast. I mean, I think it, no doubt. I'm not that no doubt. I mean, I really am. I'm not, my guests are amazing, <laughs> you know, but it's just, I, and it couldn't be because of my red beard. Cause it's a podcast. So nobody, I mean, half the people don't even know I have a red beard. So, so that's, you know, so as, as much as I'm joking around, I, you know, it's, do you have a hard time sleeping at night? Cause you're, I mean, you've got a, you know, how big of a, like you got to change the world, my friend. Like we have a, I mean, that's, that's going to be, I mean, you got, it's a big ship. I mean, I'm, being a little facetious, but I am like, I, for you, because it, once again, I think it's your trainings and it's the stuff that you've done. You've got some books out and I think we should probably t- yeah. touch on that a little bit, but just like, what would be, so let's say, okay, I'm, I'm just saying, listen, once again, I'm going to be more like Marcus reading the books. Is there like, and then like, what is, I'm just trying to think about, because I, I think what you've touched on, you've opened my, my eyes a lot in regards to this conversation, this podcast that we've done. And I'm just trying to think like, what are the next steps other than like what you're looking? I know we talked about the book. I know you have some, some self-help books and stuff like that. I know with the, or your organization, you know, it's like trying to get people to understand how to better communicate. Is there a book other than yours? And, and once again, I want to recommend yours as well. There's another book that you read that you're like, God, this is great. 
I mean, it just, you know, you just seem like you have that natural gift, man. That's the hard part. I want to, like I said, how do we tap into, and I know it's not a book's going to make it so you come out and all of a sudden you're like Marcus right. or something. I, you know, it's like, read your blog. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know, this is a frustrating thing for me. I have started to teach a lot more about communication. <laughs> a lot of people don't know me for that. They know me for sales and marketing. And they know me as the pool guy what I'm most inherently passionate about is transformative communication Mm. in the home, in the office and on the stage. And because that's where you see this unbelievable domino effect that can change lives and like generational influence that it can have. I've seen it. I got to share you this. I got to share this one personal story with you, if that's okay. Yeah, please. By the way, I don't have a book. I dang on. I wish I did. I wish I could recommend one right now. I always tell people my favorite book is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. It is, I think it's one of the great books of all time. For sure. I think everybody should read it at least once every couple of years. And you know, it's beautiful because it's really old by this point. You know, it's probably almost 100 years old and it's still as true today as it was when it was written. That's how you know truth. So I had an experience last week when I was teaching at a uh, conference and I was teaching on communication and a gentleman comes up to me when I'm done, I'm packing up. He says, can I have a personal conversation with you? I say, okay. Sure. Let's do it. Goes off to the side. And what I'm about to say, say Shane, sounds odd, but stay with me because it's going to make sense, I think, by the end. He says to me, so Marcus, I was, as you know, I was here with my wife today because I called on him while I was talking and I noticed he had him and his wife there. He said, my wife and I, we were divorced at one time and we've been back together for a while, but she does something that really, really bothers me a lot. And I don't want it to bother me, but it really, really bothers me. He said, she bites her nails and she does it and it gets under my skin and she does it at the, at the wrong times and it's just driving me crazy. All right, so I'm gonna take a time out from the story. So what do most people do in this moment? How would most people answer this question? Plus, you have to ask yourself, now why is he coming to me and asking me this right now? Not, not necessarily a counselor by any stretch, right? But he just heard me talk about communication. And so he asked me this, and hopefully if you're listening to this right now, you're thinking to yourself, okay, here's what I would have said. Here's what I said. Was there ever a time when she wasn't biting her nails? And he said, well, now that you mention it, she stopped for about two years after we got back together. Mm. And that's when I said, ah, now it's clear. Now it's clear. And to make this story really short, I said to him, I promise you this. During that two-year period, you were so invested in her to make her feel loved, to make her feel important, to make her feel wanted, weren't you? He said, yes. So my guess is you're probably not doing that today, are you? He said, no. I said, if you go back to who you were then, I promise you, she will stop chewing her nails within the next six months, but this is all on you. And literally, Shane, he's sobbing by this point. He's sobbing, he nods to me, and he walks away. That's it. That's it. So there's a couple of things about this story and it's just on my mind because it happened last week. I have these things happen a lot. Mm-hmm. And the only way somebody asks you that question is if they don't feel threatened, if they don't feel judgment. If we're going to be our best selves, somehow we have to release judgment. We're not there to judge. We're there to help them judge themselves if they need to, but we're not there to do it. Okay. So he didn't feel threatened by me. He felt safe. 
There's a lesson for me there. See, that's the type of questions I ask myself. Why did he come to me? Not in a, yeah, he should have come. Like, why did he come, right? And the other thing is, a lot of people might have given answers. Does she get her nails done at a, at a salon? That's one way to stop. Have you tried the formula that they use for your nails? Have you tried that nasty stuff that you can put on? Like, we say stupid things. Yeah. We say stupid things, right? But if you see the world in the form of a question where you release trying to give your answer, okay? but you're really, really searching for a moment of self-discovery. What happens in this context is he's able to say something like, well, there was a time when she wasn't doing it. And as soon as I hear that, now we've got our answer. We've got our answer. And he knew what he needed to do because he realized ah, she'd stopped because of me. And so I need to get back to that person that I was. That's the beauty of seeing the world differently. Yeah, that really is, man. That's, a, that's actually an awesome story because it's, I think really what it comes down to is when, when you, you ask the right questions, right? And I think just anything that comes down to good communication, right? Because you, for you, you have that, for me, I have to think about this later of what I would have asked, but it wouldn't have been what you asked, <laughs> right? So it's like you have this, this knack for being able to evaluate things at a very, very fast, you know, right? Because obviously the person's asking the question, you can't go, you know, one right. second, let me go ahead and think about this for a few moments. Let me turn around and then I'll come back around I'll look you in the eye and I'll give you my answer. It's like, you have that for you. It's just this natural process. And that's the reason why I was like, do you sleep at night? Kind of being facetious, but because you naturally, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like the people I'll give you, this is my example. So I remember Robin Williams. I remember like seeing his comedy and I remember the way that he would deliver. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wouldn't get most of his jokes. I would watch it and I would catch a lot of it. And I'm not saying that I'm more intelligent than other people, but I would just understand it. And then, and I, and it's, it, I, he just had this knack for just building on things and saying things. And, and, and for me, it was very, I was like very in awe about the way that he did comedy because he was talking really fast and he this and this and it was like man you could watch it 10 times and pick up 10 different things and he just was he just had that talent right and so I think you also have that same talent of like in the sense of just being able to and when I say read a book and of course we're giving you know go read a book and you'll be like Marcus when you get older that's not the deal right you you were you were given a talent and for you to be able to assess that and I think it's awesome that you're out on stage and you're looking to make a bigger impact that's not necessarily sales and marketing because that's awesome for your impact there but just what you touched on earlier like you literally could impact lives and, and, and impact like generations of people if they start to do things a little differently and think about, you know, it's the, you know, it's like when you, somebody says, Hey, how you, or, you know, Hey, have a good day. Yeah, you too. Like it's all these kind of things that we just, we just naturally say instead of really, <laughs> not that you need to fully evaluate that, but it's, we don't, right. It's this kind of like this little communication is like, we just got to give them an answer or to say something to them and make them feel this or feel that. It's like, but re- really you seem to be something, not going to say a healer, but like somebody who just really gets it. Like you just, you, you kind of, you go through the layers of, I'm not going to say bullshit, but I'm going to say, but like this layers of things you just kind of like, and you kind of are able to tap into that. And that's a true gift. I mean, it just is. And I think you realize that, right? I mean, it's, that's awesome. Yeah, right, right. And I appreciate that. And at 41, which is how old I am today, I'm at the point where I've accepted that my calling is not always going to be sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, I think we misconstrue labels. You know, when I was um, 23 or 24, a family member came to me and said, I heard you uh, started a pool company with a couple of people. I said, yeah. And she looked at me straight square in the eye. And she said, what a waste, what a waste. And I thought to myself, I can't believe you just said that. Right. Yeah. And of course that pools company, that pool story has been talked about all over the world now. And that allowed me to 
as the pool guy, that was the step to become what might be considered a sales and marketing speaker, yeah, right? For sure. And that took me all over the world to the point where I started having people ask me other questions. And I knew that there's more here to unpack, mm-hmm. which will lead to the next phase, which is communication. So my 20s was about swimming pools. My 30s was about sales and marketing. And I think my 40s, it's going to be heavy into communication, right? And that's why we have to be careful about thinking we understand exactly where this all is supposed to go and how we're supposed to get there. You know, if, we're, if we release that and just obsess more on, am I really making progress, right? Am I, am I being my best self here? Usually those other doors that were supposed to be open, they will open at their own time. And then it'll all make sense. We'll look back and say, oh yeah, of course I was supposed to be a pool guy. Well, and it's, everything's foundational and, and appreciate the journey, right? I think that's the thing is people always want to be in control of stuff. The thing is, is, I mean, this, we're all in for this ride, right? You got to put on your seatbelt and put on your helmet and this thing called life and you go through it, right? And, and the thing is, I think it's so funny. We talked about entrepreneurs and people say, oh, like how do I be successful? I'm like, you know, fail a thousand times and then understand what you learn from that because it's going to only going to make you stronger in the future, like with whatever you do, right? And understand that. That's how you get your experience. That's what has taken me to where I'm at today, where you're at today is because of our experiences, the things that have happened in our life, whether they're successful or not successful. The key to the whole thing is what have you learned from that, right? And, and how do you take it to the next level? And I think it's, I love the 20s was pool, right? Because that's my biggest thing. I, when I looked at your background, I was like, he was a pool, doing pools for 17 years. Like, how does that transition to what you're doing today? Like, it didn't even, I mean, there's a huge disconnect, but obviously I'm sure you get that from everybody. It's like, and then you have, but mm-hmm. this is going to be one of my final questions for you. So you you said that was your aunt that said that to you about the pool thing. Said what away? It was a family member. A yes, family it was member? a family member. Did that family member come back and ask you for a discounted pool over time? <laughs> tell me, ask you, tell me they did. Did they not? A little past. No, never, yep. never, never came back. Good. But I got a, I got a feeling she certainly a crow just realized. But who knows? Who knows? But I only say it not because it bothers me today. I'm really grateful she said it. For sure. Right. Because now I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful thing to hear. To be a stimulus, yeah, helps me recognize that it's not so much the label at all, right? Because you know what an honor it is. And so when people today say, "Do you mind telling the pool guy story again?" I mean, I know you've said it a million times, Marcus. I'm like, why would I ever mind that? Yeah, it is such a foundational element of my life. It built you. I'll always be a pool guy, yeah. even though I don't sell pools anymore, right? I'll always be a pool guy and I'm thrilled with that. Yeah. I think it's awesome, man. I think you got a great, great story, man. You got a good vibe about you. I mean, you're just, it's, how could, if anybody wants, cause we're at the end of this thing, I gotta be honest. I, I feel like we should, I should come over to your house and we should smoke a cigar and then talk about life <laughs> two weeks together, but except I know you're traveling, so we can't do that. But if anybody needed to get in contact with you, tell us about mm-hmm. where they can pick up the books, any other emails, fun stuff, Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, where you at? So you can email me directly. Uh, I always love hearing from people directly. It's Marcus at MarcusSheridan.com. S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N. So Marcus, M-R-C-U-S at MarcusSheridan.com. They Ask You Answer is, of course, available on all the majors online. It's got a revised version that just came out last month. So make sure you get look for the revised version. The audio book, the current one, is not me. But the next one that's coming out, uh, which will be available in about uh, six, seven weeks for the revised version, that is my voice. And so I just want to give you a heads up if you're listening to that. But please email me directly if you have any questions, if you need any guidance, or you want to talk about any of that sales, marketing, whatever stuff, tradings, all that jazz. I'm happy to help with you. Sounds like a plan. Marcus? 
It was awesome having you on the podcast today, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time today. And once again, if anybody needs to get in contact with Marcus, you have that information. We'll include that in the uh, the blog post below. We'll have all the all the juicy information on how to get Marcus's book and how to get in contact with him. Cool. Thanks, man. You're welcome. 